Hey everybody, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons and we're so glad to have you with us today here in the House of Faith. We're going to spend some time in the Word of God right now, but before we do, I want us to pray together, come into agreement concerning this broadcast, and believe with each other that you're going to see something in His Word today that speaks to you right where you are, bringing answers, bringing solutions to problems. God can do that speaking by His Word, by His Spirit. This is going to be a good time together today in His Word. Father, we love you. We worship you and praise you in Jesus' name. We thank you for the good work that you've begun in us, and we declare you are faithful to finish it. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. We come before your Word today with eyes open, ready to see Jesus, ready to hear His voice, ready to understand who we are in Him and who He is in us. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our lives. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Over the last several weeks of broadcast, we've been in a series we're calling Living Legacy. Now, if you've, if you've stayed up to date with us, you know there's some pretty big things going on in our lives, going on right now in this ministry. But if you don't know, let me catch you up a little bit. First of all, you, you probably know that it's that idea, that concept of legacy is a big deal to us. That's why this is called Legacy TV. That's why we, we published the Legacy Letter magazine. It's a big deal because of what that word means. It just simply means something given from, from an ancestor, from a predecessor, from one generation to the next one. And that is a big deal to Sarah. It's a big deal to me. And it has been ever since we launched this ministry in 2010. Because of what we believe we've been given from our parents, from our grandparents. And it's like I've said over the last several weeks, our parents and grandparents have given us wonderful things, blessed us materially, blessed us financially, been great strength and support to us. But the greatest thing we have ever been given is the spirit of faith. Sarah and I both, even though we grew up, I in Texas, she was in Arkansas and, uh, you know, didn't meet each other till later on in life. And once we fell in love and got married and we realized, hey, we kind of grew up in, in, at least in some ways, similar households. And it all came back down to the Word of God. And this is what the Bible says in the book of Psalms 145 verse, verse 4. says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And that's what happened growing up in my house. That's what happened growing up in her house. It was one generation declaring to the next generation, this is how good God is. This is how faithful God is. And that same spirit of faith that they lived by and walked by, they trained us and raised us. In it. And now we've got two little ones in our house, Justice, who's nine years old now, Jesse, who's pushing six. Uh, and now we are training them to live and to walk by faith, raising them in the house of faith. And this is a big deal to us, but it's bigger to us now even than it was uh, nine, ten years ago because the Lord in the, in the last several months has begun preparing our hearts to add a new arm and outreach of our ministry. We've been traveling together for uh, our entire marriage now, over 12 years. We've been in ministry together from the day we got married, but now he's added this brand new arm of outreach called Legacy Church. We are launching Legacy Church just outside Colorado Springs, Colorado. We're aiming, aiming at the fall of this year. Even though there's a lot of work to be done, 
we invite you right now to come into agreement with us that we will have everything we need to, to fix this property that the Lord's brought to us and to reconstruct this building that we're purchasing. I mean, we're excited about it. A lot of work to be done, but we believe it can be done. And it's all for the sake of launching Legacy Church. This church that believes in taking the same, the same Jesus that was preached to one generation and that changed the lives of our parents and grandparents, the same Jesus that was preached to us as children and has changed our lives is the same Jesus that we will give to the generations that come after us because He's Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're building this church on that. I want to read a couple of things to you. I've made mention of this over the last several weeks. I want to read it again. And this is a quote from Billy Graham, who said, The greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is a legacy of character and faith. Man, I believe that. That even if you had millions and millions of dollars to leave to your children and your grandchildren, that's a great thing. Go for it. Do it. But one thing that's more valuable than, than all the money in the world, a thing that's more valuable than leaving them a house or leaving them property, is leaving them that same spirit of faith. Being a house that cultivate, cultivates that kind of atmosphere where your children are growing up in the atmosphere and in the spirit of faith. And then let me read to you what I believe is going to be the mission statement and the assignment and what's at the heart of Legacy Church. At the heart of Legacy Church is the unyielding conviction that Jesus was, is, and will always be the answer because He is Jesus for every generation. This local church with a global call will serve as a platform from which we reach the nation serving our generation with the Word of God. Now notice these things. To teach them how to walk by faith, how to experience whole life prosperity, and how to raise a family in the house of faith. And over the last several weeks of broadcast, we've spent time talking about each one of these things and what's at the heart of Legacy Church and what it means to live legacy. That's why we've called this series Living Legacy. For us, this is what it means. To live legacy means you walk by faith and not by sight. To live the legacy life means you experience this whole life prosperity, prospering spirit, soul, and body. Not just, not just living with the aim to prosper materially and financially. Those things are good. That's great. But they don't come first. We want to minister to our generation the same truths that have been ministered to us and teach them how to prosper spirit first, then in the soul, and then in the body. And all of that is rooted in what the scripture said in 3 John 2, Beloved, I pray that, in, that you would prosper in all things, spirit, or what did he say? In all things, just as your, and be in health just as your soul prospers. That is prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. So we've been building on this foundation over the last several weeks. And I believe I, I, I want to wrap this up today by focusing on this last part. And this is, this is what we want our church to be known for, if you will. This is what we want to be happening all the time at Legacy Church. Not just teaching people how to walk by faith, not just teaching people how to experience a whole life prosperity, but teaching 
people how to raise a family in the house of faith. How do you raise a family in this kind of house? Because, and you can take it from me and from experience, it's different. Being brought up in the house of faith is different. It's different than being brought up in any other kind of house that you can think of. And that, when I, when I talk to you about the house of faith, that comes out of the book of Galatians. And we'll put this on the screen for you, but it says in the book of Galatians chapter 6, in verse 10, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, you could read that in a couple of different ways. You could think of the house of faith being anybody who's, who's born again. And certainly there's truth to that. And the body of Christ, we are the household of God. That word household literally means when you look it up, family. He's talking about God's family. You know, God wasn't looking for religion. He was looking for family. When he created man, and even after his man missed it and fell and sinned, when he gave us Jesus, all of it was motivated by a father's desire for his family, to have his family back in the house. So when you think about the household of faith, you could on one level think about the, the body of Christ at large, the global body of Christ, and that's a good way to think about it. But I, I think there's another layer to it. And, and again, this is where I bring my own experience into it. And that's growing up in the house of faith, people who aren't just simply born again or adhere to and believe that there is a God and he gave his son Jesus and those things are wonderful. But then you take, you take this step away from the quote unquote normal Christian existence. You take a step away from that and you distance yourself from that when you actually make the decision, I'm going to live by this stuff. You understand what I'm trying to say to you here? There's a difference between somebody who acknowledges the existence of God and even believes in Jesus and what he's done. There's a difference between that and somebody who lives by that day in and day out, who puts faith in God, faith in his word, and considers his word the utmost and final authority in their lives. That's different. And when it comes to living that way, that's a much smaller house. That's a much smaller group of people. Now, I believe this house of faith that I'm talking to you about, we are a growing house and we are a global house. And generations ago, there may not have been that many of us, but I am so thankful that that men and women have fulfilled this scripture that I read to you in Psalm 145 that says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. That's exactly what's been taking place in our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, and the generations that have come before us. They've been faithful to declare the to the next generation God's mighty acts. They've been faithful to, to declare the glory of God. They've been faithful to preach the word of God. And I, for one, and thankful for it. I am grateful for their faithfulness. Amen? You ought to be too. And this family of faith that we are, we're growing. And we're a global family. And when it comes to Legacy Church, just outside of Colorado Springs, I tell you this about this family. We are a family of faith. 
and this local church with its global call, it'll serve that local family, but all those who are a part of that local family will live with the revelation, we have a global calling, and that is to take this same truth and this, this commitment to living and walking by faith and serving another generation with it globally. Like I said, it's a local church with a global call. So let's look at some of these things and what it means to raise a family in the house of faith. These are some scriptures we looked at a few weeks ago on the broadcast, but let's look again in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We'll begin in verse 7. I know you've heard this before, but he says here, We walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith and not by sight. I want to back up into chapter 4. And I want to just blast through some verses here. We won't take time to read all of it. But I want you to notice once again how many times you hear the little word we, W-E. How many times do you hear that come up? Starting here in verse 1, chapter 4, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame. Look at verse 5. We do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. Look at verse 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God, not of, our, of us. Verse 8. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, not destroyed. Verse 11, we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Verse 13, and since we, who, who's he talking about? We, that's you, that's me, that's us. Since we have this same spirit of faith, According to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Verse 16, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Do you hear how many times he uses that little word, we? He's talking about you. He's talking about me. And when you put you and me together, you get us. That's we, that's us. And everything he said in these verses and everything throughout the New Testament where you see this same idea of you and me, what you're finding out is what it's like growing up in the house of faith. And like I've mentioned to you before, when you, when you are growing up in your house, you find out who you are as a family and how that's different to everybody else and their families and their houses. Especially as a kid, when you want to go home and ask mom and dad if you can go here and do this or be a part of that, that everybody else is doing. And you say, can I go with them? And they say, no, no, you can't. And every kid has uttered these words right here. That's not fair. Everybody else gets to, right? I mean, I know I said it. I know you did. That's not fair. Everybody else gets to go. Everybody else gets to do. And what does every good parent turn around to their kid and say? I don't 
care. <laughs> I don't care if everybody else is going. I don't care if everybody else is doing that. In this house, we don't go there. We don't do that. And like I've said to you before, you found out this one real quick. When you, you remember, remember that day you said something at home that you heard some kid say at school? You used a word at home that he used there. And all of a sudden you realized when you said it at home, it got like deathly quiet and eerily calm and still when your mom and dad did that slow motion turn over to you and looked at you and said, what did you just say? And you said, what? You know, he says it, they say it, everybody says that. And they look at you and say, I don't care if everybody else talks like that. In this house, we don't talk like that. You can, you start to get a little glimpse of my house growing up, right? In those moments, you're finding out who you are as a family. You're finding out the rules of what it means to grow up in this house. Well, guess what? The house of faith is no different. And we have a father in this house who has said, in my house, in this house, this is how we do things. And you can say to him, I don't, I, it's not fair. Everybody else gets to walk by sight. And he says, I don't care if everybody else gets to walk by sight. In my house, we walk by faith. In my house, we look not at the seen, but at the unseen. In my house, we having the same spirit of faith, believe therefore we speak, we also believe therefore we speak. There's just different rules when you're raising a family in the house of faith. And this is a big deal to Sarah. It's a big deal to me. And that's why we're raising our children with these things in mind, raising them in the house of faith. Because if we are good parents, then what we will do for our children at a very early age is, is change their dependency and get their dependency off of us, not onto themselves, but onto God. Now, of course, I'm not saying we're going to quit providing food and shelter for our children. You understand that, right? But what I am saying is that we're training them at a young age to look to Him as their source. Look to Him as the one who provides. And letting them know that what mommy and daddy have and the house He's blessed us with and the cars that we drive and the things that He's, that he's brought into our lives and more importantly than any of that, the people that He's brought into our lives, the relationships that we have, every good and perfect gift that we've received from God, it's been because He's faithful to His Word. It's been because He has given us access to all that grace by our faith. And teaching them that and training them in that so that when the day comes and they're out of the house, it's not like this cold, hard realization and a slap in the face. They're like, what do you mean I got to trust God? What's that mean? No, they've been doing it since they were toddlers. They've been doing it since they were little kids. They've been doing it since they were teenagers. And now that they're out on their own, now they have developed a dependency or will have developed a dependency on God and on His Word 
for themselves and they will watch him do in their lives exactly what he did in mommy and daddy's life, exactly what he did in Mimi and Papa's life and for the generations that have gone before them. That is one generation declaring to another his mighty acts. And this is what it means to raise a family in the house of faith. And at Legacy Church, we're going to teach even our little ones, our young ones, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. I'm going to teach them what it, what it means to be brought up in this kind of house. I've made a list, and this is not by any means or any stretch an exhaustive list, but Sarah and I have a running list of things that we believe make us different in the house of faith. And I'll, I'll give you a few of these in the couple of minutes that we have left. In the house of faith, we put the Word of God first. Now, I know that's not the case in every other house, but in this house, it's Word first. And that's what it was in my house growing up. And if we needed something, you go to mom and dad, probably the response you were going to get from them was, okay, what does the Word say? Jeremy, what's the Word say about it? Mommy, I don't feel good. Okay. I understand what's the word say about your feeling. What's the word say about your health? So we go to the word and we find out what it says. And in the house of faith, we put God's word first and we give his word first word, last word, and every word in between. And we do not dare elevate the word of anybody else. We don't elevate the, the lying symptoms. We don't elevate the, the feelings and the emotions up higher than the Word of God. We look, at, we look at all those things, the feelings, the emotions, the things you're dealing with, we look at all of them, but we look at them through the lens of the Word of God. In the house of faith, we put the Word first. This is what it means to raise a family in the house of faith. In the house of faith, we love because we've been loved. And you have to have a revelation of the love of God if you're ever going to walk by faith because faith works by love. I'll say it to you like this. Your faith will work when you find out how much you're loved. And in this house, we walk by love. Justice and Jesse know it. There's no strife in this house, guys. We don't bicker. We don't fight. And if there's something we're fussing over, then we shut that down right away because we don't have time to let strife into this house. We walk in love with each other. But that... That's got to come out of a revelation of how much we've first been loved. You can't give something you don't have. You can't give love if you haven't been given love. And you've been given love. In the house of faith, we love because we've been loved. I got so many of these. Let me give you one more before we go. We've talked about we walk by faith and not by sight. Here's one. We believe big in the house of faith. We believe big. We believe all things are possible with our God and all things are possible to him who believes. In the house of faith, we live to give. We believe, we believe that we, when we give to others, it opens the door of access for God to go to work in our lives and pour out a blessing on us. We live to give. In the house of faith, we watch our mouths. We don't just say any old thing we feel. We say what we believe to be true. In the house of faith, we watch our mouths. In the house of faith, we guard our hearts. In the house of faith, we pursue His plan and not our own. In the house of faith, we value the anointing. In the house of faith, we are led by the Spirit. And we could spend days and weeks talking about each one of those, but this is what's at the heart of Legacy Church. We want to serve a generation, teach them how to walk by faith, 
how to experience whole life prosperity, and how to raise a family in the house of faith. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 